Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast from Wales Online. Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast, brought to you by Wales Online, uh, sponsored by Gulliver Sports Travel. I'm Ben James and I'm joined by uh, a yawning Andy Howe. Very tired? Late night, Ben. Late night. Working on a follow-up to that historic win, Wales and the 20s against Australia. 26-21 sets up a massive match with New Zealand on Sunday, 3.30 kickoff. all the coverage on Wales Online. Absolutely, lovely little plug in there, nice and early, but it was, it was a fantastic win and there's been more Wales news today uh, from the under-20s to the senior team. They've named the team to face South Africa. Uh, it, it's it's an interesting looking team, isn't it? It, it certainly is. Uh, you know, Gartner and Warren Gartner's rested his, uh, most of his uh, Lion stars. So I guess you could call this an experimental uh, um, side, but it's, it's one on paper which looks uh, quite decent. So I suppose we'll start, where's the best place to start? Should we start front row or should we start at the back three? I'm going to give you the choice. We'll start at the back three. Back three, there we go. So starting with 15, we got Hal Amos, uh, which is, you know, is a nice return to the international fault for him, isn't it? Because he had that nice, he had a good autumn, played very well against uh, South Africa. Okay, well, in, against New Zealand as well. Don't exactly, forget, yeah. he came on that uh, move in midfield to set up a try. Yeah, and then injured for most of Six Nations, disrupted end to the season, went to the Commonwealth Games, and now he's back. And he's got a start in probably the position that he does favour. Yeah, he's a really good player. Amos' problem is with him over the last, well, at least since he's been on the scene, really, he's had a lot of injuries. Richard held him back. I think he's a really creative uh, talent. Uh, He's got fantastic skills, he's got power as well, he can burst through tattles, good footwork, good awareness and he shows up over the uh, um, over the pitch looking for work. Um, he's a good fullback, you know, he's a good defender, he's good under the eye ball. The only thing he has added to pass at fullback, he's been charged on you know, more than too often for my liking, though hopefully they've got that you know, they start to get that out of his uh, game and he's getting more here on the ball when it comes off the off the boot, but I think he's a really exciting player. His player's got a big future for Wales. Whether it's a fullback uh, on the wing, or personally, I like to see him try it outside centre. I suppose the good thing is at fullback he can sort of hit that thirteen channel a lot more, and, and that's where we can sort of see his offloading game come in. I suppose you look at our two fullbacks now. You have got Liam Williams and Lee Halfpenny. I suppose the criticisms for both of them is that Halfpenny doesn't offer enough an attack. Liam Williams does, but I suppose the thinking is that he dies on the ball. Yeah, he doesn't connect. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that with Amos, are you? No, he's a very creative player. Yeah, and he also brings as well, doesn't he? That uh, even though I criticise his um, uh, his uh, defensive kicking game, he also has got that big uh, left foot boot when you have got time on the ball. You can use him. To, uh, you know, for the, you've got that option to use him for the, uh, with that peg. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he picks his. Well, I like what Amos. He really picks the places to it. Spots weaknesses. And he, uh, and he tends to find a way through. And then on the wing, two scarlets. Uh, Steph Evans, we'd have expected. Tom Pridey, out, out to the international wilderness after five years. I suppose yeah. it's an incredible sort of comeback. Well, I, I'm pleased for uh, Tom Tidy, or Pridey, yeah. uh, <laughs> as I call him. He's, he's not only is he a lovely lad, he's, uh, uh, I think he's a decent player. Yeah. Another one who's like Amos, he's just had injury. After injury, and you know, I've got to say, you know, Gatland has um, seen something in Pridey since he's been made in Wales' youngest uh, cap player in history. And if you like, he's stuck by him when he's been um, 
uh, when he's been on the scene and playing well. And in fairness to uh, Tom, he uh, he left the Dragons. You know, they didn't want to, they didn't give him a new contract. Another one they let go. Yep. He's done well elsewhere. <laughs> you know, he had to a long list of players, and uh, so he signed for the Scarlets, and he played really well for him at the start of the season. Then was out long term with I think it was an ankle problem. Yep. Came back at the tail end of the season, and he's done really well. He is what I call a good, dependable player. He really lets you down, and perhaps he's not going to set the world alight, but he is a good player. And uh, you know Wales have rested uh, some of their wide men for this tour, so what, you know I think he deserves this chance. Good luck to him. Steph Evans, not so sure about Steph. He's very creative. He is creative with the ball, but perhaps he hasn't got the, the outright pace for international level. And um, he does. I'm said that he does score tries, but he does give me kittens in defence. I'll be uh, you know let's be blunt about it. Last autumn he was exposed defensively. And uh, he did all right in the Six Nations, but when it came to the final match, they had George North and Liam Williams on the uh, wings. But what worries me is that uh, the opposition, if they've done their own work, like Leinster had in the final last weekend, Johnny Sexton terrorised him with a boot. He was kicking behind him, he was kicking at him, he was kicking everywhere, yeah. and Steph didn't know what day it was. You know, they played on him, not just with one or two times in that match, they played on him for the entire game. So obviously they thought they did not kick to Johnny McNichol because they were worried about McNichol running the ball back. Yeah. They just it was like watching Gaz Davis, I guess, who's no WI chairman or Paul Turner in their pump. They used to pick on an opposition player and just give it to him all match. And uh, and you know, I, I, Steph, I'm, I'd be surprised if he's not still spinning around in circles in the USA. But you know, I hope he proves me wrong and does something. I don't think he'll have that problem against South Africa because when they came here in the autumn, it was us who put them under so much kick pressure. You know, Dan Bigger was putting up yeah. them under. Yeah, Elton Yantes isn't really uh, the sort of fly half to pin, it, pin it, back wingers. He's not going to sit on Test material either. No. He's in, you know. But there is one thing, man. South Africa, you've got to bear in mind, you they have got a new coach now, mind. Rossi Erasmus, yeah. who Munster, he'll know about Steph Evans, and he's another bloke who will, do, like Joe Schmidt with Ireland, he will do his own work. Uh, Rossi yeah. Erasmus, so he will be that's, looking that's to target terrible. Welsh players. So it'll be interesting to see what tactics they employ. Unless, of course, the Springboks don't really care about this game. They left all most of their stars at home, and they, you know, they're turning up over there, basically 24, 48 hours before kickoff. Uh, flight flight from South Africa was it 13 hours or something like that uh, are they really going to be ready for this game at least Wales have been over there for the best part of the week you're sounding, you're sounding like a critic there well you know as some of the critics have said it's a bit of a dash for cash on both counts isn't it both yeah. the, the, you know the South Africa they, they, they made no secret of why they play in this match but Rasmus said we just going for the cash you know it's Wales is a bit more to Wales because uh, because of the Lions last year Gatlin's rests and plays there's a good chance for Wales to have an extra game and for him, which gives him opportunity to look at players and and have more time in preparation. I'll tell you what, we'll listen to what Gatlin has to say about the critics because it's some interesting stuff. So here it is. I didn't hear about any criticism about that match. I mean, if, to me, if anyone has come out and criticised this match, I mean, uh, they're completely Ill, ill-informed in terms of you know, how important this match is for the long term. I mean, I, the only people I could think of criticising this match would have to be I have a chip on their shoulder will be bitter and twisted because uh, um, you know, I see this as absolutely vital in terms of you know, our long-term planning um, for 2019, creating depth, um, 
replicating conditions that are you know, very much going to be the same in, in, in Japan, playing in a different situation, different culture, travelling, um, putting ourselves in a out of the comfort zone. So, look, this is you know a really important stepping stone for for us to, you know, for the next 14, 16 months. So, yeah, strong words there from Gatland. Uh, I think bitter and twisted stick out about the critics, don't they? Well, why is he worried about the critics? Who cares? You know, if if uh, you, you know if some people have uh, have um, is you know is uh, uh, criticised this so it's their right, isn't it? We live in a uh, you know we live in a democracy and it's freedom of speech, so it's up to them, isn't it? If they think it's uh, uh, this match is a waste of time, so be it. Gatlin thinks it's great for them, for Wales, yeah, good. Yeah, you know, I, I think I, I'm, you know, I'm not against this game. I do think uh, personally, I do think we would be better, which we might have well have had the option of having a free test series with Argentina all in the international window. Yeah, because uh, Wales, of course, are missing a couple of players now who are in the original squad, but then they bombed out because their clubs in England won't release them. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Mm. You know, I think you know, I think the South African leg of this tour is going to be far. Uh, not South Africa. The Argentina leg of this tour is going to be far tougher than South Africa. Yeah. Because the Argentina on a bit, getting on a bit of a you know, <laughs> you know, Super Rugby Jaguaris are playing so well, at, uh, and their, their crowds are buzzing over there, big crowds. They're going to be facing it. Wales are going to be facing a cauldron, don't they? How many have they won in a runner? Uh, is it up to seven? Is it something like that? Six or seven. Six or seven. They yeah, beat, the storms, beat the storms on the weekend. Yeah, they could well win in their conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched the highlights of that. They beat them. They did some good stuff. Oh, yeah, go. and a crowd. It was Mendel over there. Big, you know, clothes the sort of clothes we'd like to see. Uh, who was Mendel? That's what, that's what because they are really passionate. That's what, that's yeah, I've covered tours then. It's, it's yeah. fantastic experience. That's yeah. what Matt Southam's got to look forward to. Yeah, Cauldron. Yeah, it'd be good. So yeah, we'll keep on moving through the team. Um, Centre. That is probably where the, I suppose the big headline is. George North. The experiment is back on, so to speak. Yeah, when uh, they last, last they forced to do it last time at the World Cup in 2015 against yeah. Australia it's funny really isn't it I think George played three times previously centre for Wales twice against Australia That's and good. once against France Six Nations Wales beat France lost to Australia um, twice though you could argue with that World Cup Wales you know they had chances in there against 13 sure, men sure. and uh, blew it and uh, the other time was it it was either 2013 or 14 was it I believe it was, yeah against Australia it was a yeah, fantastic 20 match 14, yeah, 14 yeah. fantastic match in Cardiff Wales I think led till about 71st or leading 71st minute something like that 72nd Foley did he kick a penalty or drop a goal or something he dropped the late goal yeah, yeah Bernard Foley but it was a fantastic the first match was uh, first half was um, was brilliant North if I remember rightly created Trifalis uh, Cuthbert yeah. uh, he was alright he was good on the ball uh, Australia did expose him a bit defensively in the second half they pulled him in a bit and managed to get it outside him but yeah it's an interesting experiment let's see how it goes Gatlin's been talking it up about North becoming a, a fixture at centre yeah the names he's been using uh, as an ex- example you took looking at your Tanu Magas and your Mananus aren't you I suppose that's uh, d- different big, league I'm afraid big, big boost to fill massive boots if he could get uh up to uh, if he could be near eighty-five percent as good as them, well, he would be something special in the centre. Let's uh, hope it works. Absolutely, alongside him, uh, Owen Watkin. Good that's yeah. more big more award for for what's been a solid season in yeah, in, a, in, yeah. a, in a that's a big centre struggling Ospreys team. Big centre partnership that is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Owen Watkin. You know, he's he's young. 
quite inexperienced. He's uh, obviously work in progress. He's uh, I quite like the look of him, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how how he goes. And I guess you know we're going to move on to the halfbacks. One thing about Gaz Anscombe at number ten, Anscombe plays flat, and his passing game and vision are excellent. He tends to put runners into holes. So if Watkin and North are eight in those holes, you give them the ball. So uh, they could work well off him. Could feel it feel a bit more like. 2011 all over again wouldn't it thought of that Priestland playing flat with Jamie Roberts yeah yeah, wouldn't yeah. be far off that would it yeah but don't I'm sure Gartland's had a go to his critics and I'm sure yeah. that he'd be, he'd be firing salvos in his direction if you can pay George North yeah, with Jamie yeah. Jamie Roberts but uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Anscombe and Priestland if you like uh, you know, both play flat when they're at their best and attack the uh, uh, attack the game line don't they so you can play if you're running off them yeah, and you hit in those holes, they probably give you the ball. So would we then would we be missing a sort of extra distributor in the centre though with North and Watkin? They both like to hit straight lines. Yeah, Watkin's not, not a bad passer. Yeah, he's not a bad passer. Uh, you know, do you really need a second distributor though when you got the an outside half like Anscombe, who is a proper playmaker? Fair point. He's a yeah. different, a bigger. If you like, your pass bigger needs a playmaker alongside him. Where Anscombe, I would argue, his, his passing game is so good off either hand. You know, short and long passes, that he, yeah. you, you perhaps you don't need it. Yes, he will make some mistakes, but that's because he tries things. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm excited about seeing him and linking up with those two. Absolutely. Um, and we've talked about whether this game is meaningless or meaningful. Well, for one man, it is going to be meaningful. That's Thomas Williams. Oh, of course, it is. Yeah. His debut. Yeah, it is because you know Wales have uh, lost Reese Priestland. Ah, uh, not Reese Priestland. Reese Webb to Toulon now. You know, so he becomes ineligible. So really, in the Six Nations, it was just Gareth Davis, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, oh, it's been massive week on Gareth's uh, uh, shoulders. And uh, so Wales need uh, alternatives. They need uh, more depth at the scrum half. And Thomas Williams, he's uh, uh, Wales looking at him a few years ago, but I think he had a serious knee injury. Uh, he's come through. He's the uh, first choice nowadays at Cardiff Blues, ahead of uh, Lloyd Williams, who's a Grand Slam winner. And... Um, Thomas, I think I, I like him. I think he's a really good prospect. His service is really uh, good. He's got a nice size about him, and he's lightning quick off the mark. I think he's a really good player, and you know, you know, he's a player who could. He, he has a good tour. Well, well, what's going to be interesting here is if he plays well in this against South Africa, who the Wales play against Argentina? Will they go to Gareth Davis? Obviously, they think oh, we stick with Thomas Williams for one of the tests. Interesting. Uh, yeah, you know, I think you know he's going to really challenge Gareth Davis. I, I, I think for the, to be number nine in uh, at the World Cup in Japan. I suppose uh, the pleasing aspect is I, I don't know how much choice they had obviously with the Scarlet Boys being in the Pro 14 final, but it's the fact that he'll be starting alongside Anscombe. Oh, regional combination, yeah, Cardiff Blues teammates. That's you know, if you're going to make your debut against South Africa, it's, it's always nice to have a familiar face outside you in halfbacks, isn't it? Yeah, it is, but this is not the South Africa role, mate. Let's get that straight now. It won't be the South Africa role, yeah, even well, if yeah. they had their best team. Yeah, yeah that's true. But this is South Africa where they they currently are in world rugby. Then the twenty team really struggled to beat Georgia. Yes, they. So I, I'm sad to see, but South African rugby is in real trouble. <laughs> that's a nice positive note. Well, no, just telling the truth. And I, so it'd be you know it'd be yeah. a it's a tragedy for the world game if they if their uh, descent continues because what world rugby needs more strong nations you know like football it needs more strong nations if it's to become a truly global, global game and don't forget Wales you know I believe Wales is that uh, you know we had never beaten South Africa 
till 1999. Yeah. And now, if we win this one, I think it's our third win against them in four meetings. I think it's... Because we lost the World Cup 2015. Yeah. Yeah, so we've, you know, we beat them in 14, the year before, before the World Cup. Before, oh, before, 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 and five, there we are. Yeah. There we are. Three in a row, then, if you like. Three in a row, yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, which, which just shows the turnaround. Yeah. And highlights that point I'm making about the demise of South African rugby, which is other factors involved in, like the money in French and yeah. English club rugby. I feel like there could be a slight upturn with this, or if they've, they've changed the cap stuff now, haven't they? But that's that's not going to affect this game, is it? That's that's for England to worry about. Yeah. And then Eddie Jones, but we, we, won't, we won't delve into that. Uh, I don't think we haven't got enough time to delve into uh, England and Eddie Jones. The well, I haven't predicted the demise here you now, South Africa yeah. rugby. Maybe they'll beat uh, Whitewash England for Eddie Jones out of a job. That could happen. It could. It could well happen, but we'll <laughs> we'll leave that one well alone. <laughs> Let's crack on. Let's get back yeah. to Wales, Ben, because I know you want to go. You want to go home. You've had a long day. You're over your shift now, oh, and they're probably not paying you any overtime. <laughs> they're not paying me any undertime. Right. <laughs> so on to the forwards. <laughs> uh, start with the front row. Um, Wynne Jones Elliot D Nicky Smith Nicky Nicky starting wins on the, on the bench sorry, Wynne, yeah, sorry Nicky Smith yeah. Elliot D and then uh, Dylan Lewis, Dylan Lewis. Mm. got a bit mad there yeah, yeah, that's, yeah as front rows go that's a, that's a, that's a that's strong front row Elliot D has probably yeah. been form hooker in Wales yeah. this season yeah Ken done, Ken's been good mine Ken Owens you know, he, he, has, he has been good Scarlet so yeah you know, he's yeah. a good player Ken but naturally yeah. from a Lions year and with the amount he's been yeah. spread probably quite thin yeah. I think Elliot D's been very consistent well interesting he's done an interview with uh, soon to be Dragons teammate or rival for the uh, number two jersey at uh, the Gwent region uh, Mr Richard Ibad Lions 0 2013 Wales same time, and he uh, he believes that uh, Elliot Deeb could be Wales's first choice come the uh, World Cup. He says he's improving that, uh, that quickly, and this tour playing against the uh, Argentines, Augustine Creevy or Julian Montoya, is another top hooker, uh, will bring him on again. Because if you can stand up to the Argentines, you should be able to stand up to anyone. So uh, yeah, yeah. What, what Elliot is, isn't he? He's a really good. Uh, he's really good in the loose. Yeah. Uh, not an easy dynamic but he's what he's really good at he's a very skilled player and he's got vision and to be honest including backs there's not many players in Wales who are better at him than him at fixing defenders and passing at the right time he straightens so well draws a man and yeah. gives and puts people over I've seen him do it on umpteen occasions and that's probably the skill that we needed yeah. More than anything in these last two years, the way he's hear, like an all black soccer. Yeah, with mobility. Yeah. But we hear Gatlin talking about the way they want to play. Yeah. And that's that is the key to that that way is having forwards who can fix defenders. Yeah. Nicky Smith, he's excellent in the in the loose. There's still question marks, but he's coming in. He's excellent in the loose. Dylan Lewis is yeah. a player I like. I think he's a good prospect. Did well for Wales on uh, in last summer's tour. He did. Uh, but of course, he, he he struggled again. The Blues team. You know, he wasn't picked against the uh, in the semi-final, the Challenge Cup, or the final, and uh, didn't even make a twenty-three. So I, I think Gatlin thinks a lot more of him, and perhaps the Blues did. Yeah. So uh, it, you know, it's a big, it's a big chance for uh, Dylan over there. He needs to have a, uh, he needs to really prove a couple of points because uh, he will be starting with a, with a clean sheet as the Blues next season because they got a new coaching regime. Absolutely. Same with, same with Nicky Smith because Nicky Smith's been on, on the scene for oh, a long time, a few years. He, and you know, you you look at him, he broke broke 
broke through around the same time as Rob Evans. Mm. Mm. Rob Evans has now probably established himself. Rob Evans has probably overtook him. Rob overtook him and definitely in the pecking order because Nicky was in there first. You'd make an argument now that Rob Evans is Mm. one of the best loose heads in the world. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. And skills as well. It's a big big chance for Nicky Smith. The thing is, you know, who is is Rob Evans' deputy for Wales? Take veteran Gethy Jenkins out of the equation. Um, Is... is the backup really to Rob Evans? Is it Nicky Smith or Win Jones? Uh, Win's a good scrummager. So, you know, in uh, yeah, six stations, I think uh, Win was uh, overtook him yeah. actually. Nicky Smith isn't a bad scrummager. No, I know he's not, but it's a different, le- it's different yeah, level. Yeah, scrummager for the Ospreys to an international level. Yeah, he did a good job on the uh, on the Saracens pack, uh, the Liberty over Christmas, which is, you know, that's a yeah, yeah, good I like, pack oh, to, I like to, to get. Yeah, get ahead of. I like I like Nicky Smith. I think he's a good player. Okay, um, that's the front row taken care of. Second row, as expected, really, isn't it? Yeah, co captain who's not captain for this game. Oriel, <laughs> we'll get to that. I'll see how we get to that. <laughs> and uh, the old stager, Bradley Davis, uh, is uh, on the scene. I mean, um, you know, both of those. I mean, you got uh, a tall and a, a physical, I guess, and you're going to need that. Uh, against the Springbok even uh, because that's the um, even though like I said earlier it's a weakened team they bring in but uh, that's one thing you always get off them isn't it B- physical challenge and they try to bully you you know yeah. if, if they if they intimidate you uh, you're in trouble so uh, you, these guys mustn't allow that to happen I'm sure they won't let's be fair these, these two are going to be key because it's, it, it's a it's a, very, a pretty inexperienced front row uh, a new look back row. Yeah, I like that. Okay, having, having two second rows like that. Bradley's been there, you know, done it, got the t-shirt, and Corey Hill's come through. He's well established in the Wales squad now, part of the leadership's uh, group. Having those two there, yeah, you know, it, yeah they've got a important role, aren't they? Their yeah, job is to, along with Alice, is to lead the back. Simple. So um, you know, they are the sort of free talisman, if you like. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they, they you know it's up to them, and they they need to they on field thinkers if you like if they need to change tactics up front or you know need to keep it a bit tighter or a bit looser or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think they do a decent job. Yeah, um, we'll get on to you mentioned him there. Corey Hill isn't captain. Ellis Jenkins is. Before yeah. you get your ten pence in, um, this is what Gatlin had to say about Ellis Jenkins. Yeah, again, look. Um uh, I spoke to to Corey and um, just with the seven situation, you know, like to possibly next week get a chance for James Davis to get a chance, and um, you know whether Brady Davis will play three games and, and say Corey, um, you know, probably be involved again next week, so he'll probably do the job. So it's about rotating those those players, and it's a you know, Alice has had experience in the past, you know, with Wales under twenties, um, you know. Um, we heard that yeah, it was a great result for the Welsh under-20s and beating Australia in, in the World Cup, so that was fantastic. Um, yeah, he's experienced that, had experience with the Cardiff Blues, and you know I, I see him potentially as a you know a captain of the future um, for Wales, and it's, it's a great opportunity for him to to have this uh, accolade, and, and you know hopefully he gets a huge amount of support. You know he will get support from Corey and and the other senior players in the squad and. And the fairness, the guys have been brilliant this week. 
so yeah, interesting stuff from Gatland. Tips him as a future Wales captain. I, I feel, I feel like that's something we've been saying for well since twenty thirteen. Is it twenty thirteen? Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with him because I think Alice is a fantastic leader. You know, if um, if he was in here now and we were playing cards and he was losing, he'd be doing his head in because he's an out and out winner. He's such a competitor, and and, and we were talking earlier in the office about you know. Wales in the twenties against New Zealand about inferiority complexes when you play in New Zealand. Now here's what there's a bloke who hasn't got inferiority complex whoever he plays against. Yeah. He is just an ultra competitor. I think he's a great leader. He's been super Cardiff Blues upturning form coincided with his return as well. And I think Gatlin's yeah. Wales have got an abundance of back row riches. So obviously you've got to be the first thing I suppose is to be in the team. But yeah, you know, Alice Jenkins is a future Wales captain. I would have thought. Yeah, I think he's a great. When he when he came back from injury, he won he's won ten games out of ten for the Blues. Well, it says it all. Doesn't it says it all, doesn't it? It shows his influence, That's and I think he has great influence on other people. Yeah, he, he you know, when Wales French runs up to England in the Under Twenty World Cup in twenty fourteen was it? Twenty thirteen. Thirteen was it? You know, he was fantastic. He led from the front. He goes in with his boots flying. Yeah. He, he doesn't care, you know. He doesn't mind getting hurt. He puts his body on the line. Leads by example. Plus, he's very bright and he talks well. All else, if you're a captain. Uh, and on a personal sort of level, I suppose, if you think how his season started, you know, he ripped his hamstring off the bone. You know, horrible injury. Horrible injury. Still suffering some pain now. Horrible injury, but he's come back. For, you know, he's come back from from that. And uh, you know he's back to his best almost straight away. It's it. astonishing, really, because yeah. some players never really recover from his hamstring. That type of injury, they may come back, but yeah. they're never the same again. And he, he didn't even get particularly that many minutes in Tonga and Samoa last year. He started, he started the one and came off the bench, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't him showing what he could do. And then to have that injury, he'd have probably mm-hmm. thought, "Well, that's that's my Wales chance. It's gone for another year. The World Cup could be." Yeah, a distant podium now, but he came back after Christmas, and he's yeah. Gatland likes his leadership. Yeah. He's a Gatland type of player, and he, you know, he's a, he's a competitor. You know, he, yeah. yeah, he's uh, he, yeah. Alice won't be able to place anywhere. The All Blacks would like him. He's an All Black type of player, a New Zealand type. He's got well, like, a dog, and they love dog. Yeah. Uh, who else is that? There's Seb Davis. That's a really interesting player one, Ben. Six. What do you think of that? I'm intrigued by it. Um, we sort of heard whispers that he might be considered to play eight again because he played eight against Georgia in the autumn. Um, looking at it, I think it probably makes more sense to play him six and play Moriarty eight. That's right because the eight is a more specialised position. Yeah. And you look at you look at how many players can play lock and play blindside flanker. Oh, your, your tight burns, your Toji's laws. So I just feel like he can probably slip into that yeah, one a bit easier. He's another athlete and he's quick, yeah. he's a footballer. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he's a good prospect in the make. It's probably people be easier for him to play six or eight. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a, yeah, that's an intri- action doesn't intrigue me, but I think it's, uh, you know, it's one we certainly be watching uh, closely because I think it's important that Seb Davis does start coming through. Yeah, on the bench, of course, is Aaron Wainwright. Yeah, he should be on all day with his mates in yeah, Marbella or somewhere. I think he <laughs> is. Cancel it. He is an out and out six. Yeah, I've seen a couple of Dragons fans on Twitter today. He, he sort of suggesting anyway, that, he? Yeah, he probably, probably yeah. Can, suggesting that maybe he would have been a better uh, fit to start. But I suppose that's some sort of ask, isn't it? Sort of. 
he's literally only just got his first season of pro rugby yeah, under Seb, his belt yeah Seb did well as well on the tour last summer yeah at, he did at Lock, I think and uh, I think you know he's ahead of the game and they want to reward him a bit and uh, let's uh, let's see how well Seb the attitude would be probably Gatlin says let's see how well Seb Davis uh, does and if he uh, if he fails to deliver then uh, Wayne Wright will get a chance yeah, I suppose with Seb uh, going back to him is, is, is it a shame that he, he hasn't really yet had many opportunities at lock which is well, he hasn't had those opportunities because of the competition and they they had been ahead of him so you know plus he did miss a chunk of the season was, I think he was ill or something yeah. for a while so he lost his momentum before the Six Nations you know he was in that open squad he played against Georgia and then at a vital time, he missed a load of rugby, so that put him out of the Six Nations equation. Then, if you think so, and Coriel has played so has played so well in the Gatlin for Wales, and, he, and he's been playing alongside the skipper Alan Wynne Jones. So yeah. they weren't going to, you know, they, they were trying to win a Six Nations, so they weren't going to experiment in that. But if you think sort of, I think go back to the Georgia game, he probably would have started in a lock had basically Tiprick not been injured and Navidi not been worked a breaking point. So he played eight. Uh, again, this weekend, he could have well been in contention to start in the lock, but Shingler's injured. We're short of blindside flanker, so he's, he sort of moved. His, his versus Hilly, yeah, Hilly yeah, it sort of feels like he's maybe. The other thing this weekend as well is they've gone for the sheer size of Bradley Davis, who's, yeah. who's a big man. Uh, so they, at, at lock, I guess they would have thought if they had a Hill and Seb Davis, perhaps they'd be a bit light. Had lock in the weight sticks. That's a fair point. Mm. Well, that's the team work through. Um, a couple of interesting things on the bench. Reese Patchell. Oh, is a doubt of it. Ums and ours, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So if he doesn't pass the fitness test, we've got two scrum offs. Yeah, on but, the bench. Uh, but uh, Parks will cover um, uh, outside half. He's played, I, don't know, I think, a provincial level in New Zealand in the past. So uh, I'm sure he's going to do a good job. He's a dependable, reliable player. Uh, what it would mean, of course, is that uh, I guess Gareth Davis might have to cover the wing, or something. might have to cover the wing, or Thomas Williams might even have to cover the wing. Yeah. And Gareth Davis going to scrum half. Uh, It'd be an interesting put, one, wouldn't it? Yeah, they both quick lads, mind. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, that they can, uh, if t- as long as their teammates uh, look after them a bit, I'm sure it, uh, if that happened, that uh, it, they could do a decent enough uh, job. But uh, Wales, mind, they can't. Um, if Pacho is uh, he's got hamstring trouble, and if he doesn't recover from that quickly, they're gonna have to think about calling a uh, replacement over. Jared Evans. Uh, Jared Evans, or just well, yeah, it would have to be Jared Evans, wouldn't it? Because of um, or someone else who's well spaced. I was gonna say perhaps Owen Williams, but he's injured, of course. Uh, yeah. So uh, and I don't know if Wales would call him up anyway because he was one of the English based players. No injury put him out the top yeah. in the first place. Jared Evans. Uh, did they call up Priestland? Possibly. Well, I'm saying that he didn't pick him in a They wouldn't want to call bigger, probably, would they? No, they the whole, wouldn't. The whole point that someone is resting Well, him, I'd get Jared Evans over there myself. Yeah. I think he's, uh, geez, you might as well give him a have a look at him. Absolutely. Well, it's only speculation at the minute about Cashel. Yeah. So, right, we've gone through the team. Let's uh, let's finish on what is hopefully a high. It's your favourite time of the week. Let's cut to the chase. Predictions. Oh, where's the win this game? Comfortably. You can never be comfortable against uh, South Africa, perhaps. But uh, uh, yeah, I think Wales can score some points. South Africa might score some points. Could be quite. An, I think it'd be a nice scoring game because likely to be uh, 
uh, temperature that could you know it's going to be really hot over there probably and that will have a, uh, uh, an effect which means players will uh, tire um, there should be more space on the field which could mean a lot of points and it's too um, you know Wales perhaps got a bit more um, their players know know the, each other a bit better perhaps than the South Africa yeah. I think South Africa being really thrown together uh, of course when you do put two teams together like this point uh, short notice it, sometimes it can have the opposite effect it can be game full of mistakes people not know each other and you might not end up having many points it could, it could be one of those yeah I just think Wales are, even though it's quite a few changes I just think Wales are more settled, settled set up yeah I'd be inclined to agree with that yeah uh, I think it could be I think yeah high scoring I think it could be about 30 34 23 though, that sort yeah, of game something like that yeah. yeah there we go let's see if we're right let's hope so we can only hope uh, so for all the coverage of Wales South Africa and it's a late one it's a 10 o'clock kickoff. I'll be missing bed that night probably to stay up and cover that I'm sure you will be too yeah, I'm working on it are you working on it I'm working on it too yeah Yeah. so yeah be a late finish for us youngsters Ben so for all that coverage you can stay up and uh, it's online with Wales Online uh, Matty Southcombe is over in the States he'll be live blogging it we'll be doing all the rest of uh, the stuff from here that's the best place to catch all the action on Wales Online